<laughs> All righty. God's word once again, my friends. And here we go. You have walked into a sermon series that is in Isaiah. We'll run for a number of weeks up until Advent. And so that will be for most of the month of November. And since there's a lot of Isaiah, we put forward a lot of Isaiah whenever we gather together. And thus, this morning, Isaiah chapter 56. This is God's Word. God's Word is holy. God's Word is infallible. God's Word is inspired by His Spirit. Give ear. Isaiah chapter 56, beginning at verse 1. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. All you beasts of the field come to devour. All you beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough. But they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each to his own gain, one and all. Come, they say, let me get wine. Let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this day, great beyond measure. And here ends the reading of God's Word, and may it be a blessing to his people. I promised you in the beginning that I am a clock watcher, and many of you will come to me afterward and say, don't do that, and I'm just doing it, and so you need to know that. And we're going to touch on three very important foundational somethings, and then we're going to be done for today. 
unless you come back at 11 o'clock and then we'll keep going but it'll be an awful lot like it is right now listen we are familiar with flags we understand the flags that fly we understand why those flags are flown we understand that there are um, principles and beliefs that go with that which these flags represent whatever the flag is and wherever it flies again like God speaks not for no reason so people fly flags again not for no reason it is to communicate something this nation is one nation among many and this nation like other nations also has a flag and when we see the flag it carries with it a good number of things that we ought to understand principles foundational beliefs etc 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 so what we're going to be looking at here from God's Word is this repeated call to observe his Sabbath and with it doing justice and righteousness so we're gonna merge these two in just a moment okay I understand that I am speaking primarily to Americans but I also know that I'm not speaking exclusively to Americans and that's great but because I'm speaking in general mostly to Americans we're going to apply then our flag to our understanding of lo and behold the the Sabbath and I think that I might be raising some tensions in here hopefully those will if they are being raised be put right back down quickly but here's one time when our flag was raised a rather noteworthy time February 1945 six Marines on a hill in Iwo Jima it is a photograph that still circulates it is also a national monument that has been forged it's in 3d you can go see it what was happening there that was the Pacific War they were the six of them no surprise Americans three of them didn't make it home but it was very important in that moment to put this flag up why why were they doing this because the pay was great because somebody had forced them to do this or because there were things that they believed so deep down and that they wanted the whole world to know that they not only believed but would give their lives for that it was important for this flag to go up at this time that would say there is a nation who believes in liberty and freedom and it does exist and there are resources that come into play and are being evidenced in this war right now there are things that must be stood for there are things that must be lived for there are things that are a-okay to die for all of this you understand this I don't need to draw this one out any further you resonate with this and so there it is now when God addresses his people who are his people whose times and places have been determined from by him before from before time began what does he say 
about his people in this place at this time. And now I expand to the rest of the world, speaking to all people of every nation, of every color. Those who belong to the Lord need to give ear then to his word as their sovereign Lord, as their creator, their sustainer, with Jesus as their king. What are our marching orders? What do we live for? How will we know how to die if and when the time comes to die, whether by natural uh, occurrence or not? Thus says the Lord, keep justice, do righteousness. You're my people. My flag flies over you. This is what I expect of my people. This is your responsibility here and now. The war is still going on. You are still engaged in it. I am still with you, but you need to understand this is my call upon you. This is how you are to represent in this world at this time to whom you belong and who you love and who first loved you. Be concerned with justice. Be concerned with righteousness. Be willing to sacrifice for it. Be willing to die for it. Be recognized in this world as those who are marked by my Holy Spirit, who are marked by my kingdom's purposes. It's a big general statement, but understand this. Even though it is a big general statement, there are practical ways in which this can be carried out. One of the ways is going to be the Sabbath. That can be carried out weekly. It is a very visible thing. But folks, this is a call to relationship. If we are God's people, we are in relationship with him. If he has established us here, then as his people, his church to represent him, what is primary isn't what we do, isn't what we say. It's who we believe in and who we love and who we're in relationship with. We want to do these things. We have the honor of doing these things in Jesus' name and for the glory of God, concerning ourselves with justice in our own homes, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, on the playground, to be concerned with righteousness, to be concerned with justice, to be willing to pay whatever price needs to be paid. It's a relationship first. We are the, given the opportunity then to present he whom we love, to whom we belong, as we concern ourselves with the things that concern him and which he has told us ought to concern us as well. But it isn't only a relationship with God. We cannot do righteousness. We cannot be concerned with justice in a vacuum. I mean, between God and ourselves, there is a big question of justice. We are sinners. He is holy, and he has covered us by the blood of his son. That has been outworked. That is in place. However, in this world and in this war, justice, righteousness can only take place interpersonally. And so it is also for God's people to understand we have a relationship with others. Those certainly who belong to the Lord as his people, we need to be concerned with justice and righteousness amongst ourselves, but then also to the watching world who does not perhaps yet know him 
or who know him and have repudiated him, have rejected him. Now, what is this Sabbath that he is so concerned about? Verse 2, verse 4, verse 6. His people, eunuchs, foreigners, the commonality is Sabbath. There are other things there too, but we're focusing on the Sabbath, the Lord's Day. My friends, each and every time we gather to worship in Jesus' name on this earth, until he comes again, we are those six Marines in his kingdom, and we are again planting that flag. That is as much for him and his glory as it is instructional to our own hearts. This is who we are. When we recite the Apostles' Creed, we do it together with one voice. This is who we are, and we must be reminded then of whose kingdom we belong, of whose kingdom we are a part, of whose kingdom we have the honor to represent with our very life, and we do this together. And so it isn't only for his glory, and it isn't only for us when we come together in Jesus' name regularly, but it's for the watching world. We will do this. We will sing these songs. We will proclaim these truths always about our creator, about our redeemer, about our king. We will not be silenced. We will preach from this book and we will preach authoritatively. We will not pretend. We will not put forward pretense. We will not shift to that which might please ears. We will speak God's word. Why? Because he loves the world. And we are charged with doing this so that others might hear. If we are silent, who will speak? We're told in God's word that the rocks and the trees will do that. What a dishonor that would be to his people who would refuse to publicly praise him regularly. I will not have a tree speaking for me. I'll speak for myself. I will not have a rock speaking for me because I was silent, because I failed to speak of the one who gave his life for me, that I would be his eternally established within the walls of his house with a name that is eternal and cannot be taken away. Folks, this, and I'll speak for myself again, this is why I and my family always go to church when we're on vacation. Because this is we, the church. We have been given a charge, we have been given a command, and it is relationship. We have the loving opportunity to respond by gathering with the church wherever the church gathers and lifting our voice together. And honestly, it's a joy went on vacation to sit as an unknown and to join in with other Christians knowing that we here in America and in South America and in Canada and in all of the nations are speaking with one voice of him to whom we belong and who has purchased us with the blood of his own son for his own glory and forever and ever. So please understand and when the opportunity arises on a weekly basis for you to plant your flag, indeed, by coming and gathering in voice, by proclaiming that which is true in word and in song and in creed, and then in the rest of life, wherever the Lord has put you, being concerned with righteousness and justice, this is befitting of the people of God.
This is how the people of God are to be recognized and recognizable. He has gone before us, he is with us, and he is going before us. And we will not fear, though the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Now, that was one. Number two is this, verse 8. The Lord God, again, it is the Lord God who's speaking here. He doesn't speak for the sake of speaking, and he is owning this one. The Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. What does that tell us? He is gathering. We have been gathered. There are those who he is yet gathering. If what is true of our most avowed enemy, that salvation could extend to that one or those ones, that same salvation that has extended to include us, and we know the depth of sin and death that we were plunged into that he has saved us from. If that can be true of them and for them, and if we have an opportunity to participate by observing the Sabbath and being concerned with righteousness and justice, then praise the Lord. His mission is still underway, and we are still on it, and he is still gathering then others and to whom and through whom is he gathering them? Well, the very same one to whom and through whom he has gathered us. And I'm speaking to the Christians right now exclusively, even as God's call goes out to those who might not yet have professed faith in that risen Lord, Jesus Christ. There is only one. And it is to his words that I turn now in John chapter 10. And Jesus says this about Jesus Verse 15, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. And so let me bring our attention to another hill, and that would be Calvary. And there was erected there, not a flag, but a cross. And the one who is here speaking, when he spoke these words, was on his way there. Why? So that God could then gather to himself his people, including the foreigner, including the eunuch who formerly were not allowed to be in his temple. They are gathered to him. They're established in his house. This is the work of Jesus, whose voice is still going out. And for those who would hear his voice, may there be a response. And may it be a great one, not only in the life of that one who would respond and recognize him as king and Lord eternally, forever and ever, Savior. But may the church also see and understand that God is also still gathering those who are now lost but are to be found and once found are to be his and therefore ours as brothers and sisters forever and ever, which will again elicit praise from God's people. And all glory and honor returns to him, and we get to participate in that on any given Sabbath, on any given day, and certainly 
eternally together with him who sits upon the throne. So we'll finish in Revelation with our eyes now going from the cross, that standard that tells us who we are, whose we are, how and why we are who we are, how and why we are whose we are forever and ever and in whose name we are going forward in this world at this time and tomorrow and Tuesday, there is one who sits on the throne now and tomorrow and Tuesday. And Christian, you belong to him. So may you know that before the opportunity was given to you to speak for him, In this fallen world, he took the opportunity to speak for you. And he will speak for you again from his throne before of all of heaven and earth, before all of creation. He will speak for you. He has spoken for you by his blood. You are unassailable. You are unshakable because you belong to him who is unassailable and unshakable. And that's true right now. And so may we, as we close worship, continue to worship for just a little while, understand that we are joining in with the worship that is already underway and will continue forever. Then I looked, Revelation chapter 5. And I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Pray with me. Father, may we by your spirit, established as your people by Christ's blood, proclaim your goodness, your righteousness, your your justice now and forever. Understanding that your goodness, your righteousness, your justice has been met on our behalf on Christ's cross. Father, it is to you that we belong, body, mind, soul, spirit. Make use of us, each one. Make use of us, the singular church. That your greatness would be known, that Jesus' name would be proclaimed, and that your gathering would continue. And Lord, if it would be your will, that we would see it. Father, bless. Bless your people. Bless this world that you love. This nation that we are responsible for at this time. To the end that your kingdom is established. May it be so here, may it be so forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.